right, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. My name is Steph Sia. I'm the host of the show. If you know me on stage, you'll know me as Kimchi. That's who I am on the dancing stage. Um, I'm also a digital content creator. I have an OnlyFans. I make cool clips. I make little custom videos, fun stuff on that spicy site. So be sure to check it out if you're into that. <laughs> and I was also a former sugar baby once upon a time, many, many years ago. And that was actually my first foray into sex work a long time ago. So if you're brand new here, that's just a little bit about me. I do the show every single Sunday and I bring on different guests in the sex work industry, including this week. But before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to uh, the patrons on my Patreon. So Herb Sarkar, Justin Erickson, Jay Sunsern, and Stefan Checks. Y'all are on the top tier of my Patreon. So y'all get a shout out here, some little fan recognition. But there's some fun stuff on there too for those who are interested in supporting the show. I get the question a lot of, how can I help you? And like, what can I do to support? Like, you can support by subscribing for five dollars a day. A, a day, sorry, five dollars a month. Oh my god! Anyway. <laughs> Why that not? Great, but <laughs> Why not? I mean, if you want to do five dollars a day, that's totally okay as well. But um, be sure to peep that. The links in the show notes. It's Strip by Sia on Patreon. So Patreon.com/Strip by Sia. But enough of me talking here. We have a really, really tight timeline today. But I'm really excited to bring on. This week's guest, um, she goes by the name Paris Bush, and ladder on the bush because we're going to be talking about hair, we're going to be talking about a little bit of anal stuff today, content creation, and some other things if we have time for that, but uh, Paris Bush is a content creator who specializes in hairy content, which I just discovered with the episode with Cactus Cutie a few episodes back. So be sure to peep that episode. But I know Paris and her cat is also, or was her cat was here. <laughs> yes, Henry is in the building. Henry is in the building. Um, if And if you can't see that, it's because the video is only available on Patreon. So, but I know um, Paris has been waiting patiently. But Paris, uh, are you there? Would you like to say hi yes, to the audience? I am here. And you've been the patient one. Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you for dealing with my technical difficulties. Uh, yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Paris Bush. And uh, you pretty much summed it up. Very well. I am a content creator. I specialize in hairy anal content. Hairy and anal. Not They're not, you know, hairy anal. <laughs> I'm actually one of the only hairy girls that does not have a hairy butthole. So fun fact oh, about me. There um, we go. We're diving right in. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, I am a... Um, content creator and a single parent of two and a sex positive parent and that's pretty much me yeah I mean pretty much you that's a lot of things (laughs) yes and I will do a disclosure that I am a little um chaotic today so I have a coffee and hopefully I will be able to speak clearly about my job but right now I'm a little out there (laughs) 
that's totally okay because you have so much on your plate. I mean, like being a mom is just like you already have so much, so much going on. And then plus being an online content creator, we're constantly always on our feet and just thinking and connected 24-7. So no need to have a disclosure or anything. No need to apologize at all. Like this is just you being you and this is the reality. So yes, getting a getting an hour alone to talk about my uh, hairy pussy is hard when you have children. So I've bribed them to be outside for an hour. So uh, with a new comic book. So I'm here. I can I can talk explicitly. My favorite <laughs> type of conversation. Mine as well. And feel free to shit like swear fuck shit whatever sure. asshole anything like, right. i think we're all, yeah we're already there <laughs> we already there exactly yeah. but i i knew of you because um well i guess you reached out after the episode with cactus and that was so perfect because cactus revealed to me like there's a whole world out there on on hairy content creators and hair as a fetish which for me like again i'm constantly learning and the hair to me was like oh this is new and this is something i'd like to learn more about so i was looking for someone and you actually just popped in so i was like perfect <laughs> i was like here i am <laughs> so that worked out like I, I would love to just dive right in to the hairiness of it all so <laughs> yeah. let's talk about hair and let's talk about hairiness let's do it um well, I guess, I guess I'll give you some background. Um, I actually haven't always been hairy. Um, my journey with it has kind of uh, been a fairly new thing that started in 2020. Um, I have been a sex worker on and off for um, about 10 years, uh, mostly off, but I've dabbled in it. I didn't really start doing content creation until the pandemic um, when uh, my business had to close uh, because of the lockdowns. And then I found myself in a really tight spot, um, you know, taking care of my two kids. And um, I've always been kind of a sexual person anyways, and done a little bit of online sex work. So I went OnlyFans, of course, started blowing up, you know, I jumped on the train with everybody else. Um, and I was originally, uh, shaved at the time. Um, and I had always, since I was probably a teenager, I'd been shaving everything and then, except for the, the V and then just like trimming that very, very short. Um, and I really, but it's funny because I had hairy armpits, so I'm kind of, it's funny how that didn't, (laughs) I didn't equate one with the other. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I was very uncomfortable having pubic hair. um, And I was also like, just very self-conscious about it. And if I was in relationships, like, it's funny to think back on now, because I would be like, oh, no, we can't have sex. I haven't shaved, you know, like, just really weird statements. When I look back now, I'm like, I cannot believe I cared about that. Um, we all did though yes and a lot of people still do yeah it's still a thing um but I you know was in this world full of shaved bald pussies uh at the beginning of the OnlyFans surge and I was having I wasn't having trouble taking off but I was you know I was doing like okay but it's a very diluted um 
world when you, you know, everyone is joining all of a sudden, everyone is, you know, there's all these tattooed girls, all these petite girls, bald, you know, like shaved. And so I actually, since I kept my bush, like very trimmed, very short, um, I got some comments um, about how people liked it when they would subscribe and how, you know, I should maybe think about growing it out. And I was just like, oh, no, that's not for me. Um, I would see Harry models and like be in shock at just like how confident they were with it. And it made me feel really uncomfortable at first. Um, and as I got deeper into that world and just like seeing images all day long online of, you know, porn or whatever, like I became really desensitized to it all. And then it really kind of made me start to think like, why does it bother me that there's a vagina in my face that has hair on it, you know, like, and it's just because it was so outside the norm for me to see. But once I got used to it, I started to realize like, how normal and natural it is and how I kind of felt silly for thinking it was so shocking for so long, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. And so once I um, befriended some hairy content creators, uh, they kind of showed me like how it's just like, okay to exist and have hair on your body. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, shit, maybe I'll just stop shaving and try this out. Because it really is like, there's not a lot of people at the time that that weren't shaving. Um, so I stopped shaving um, everything. And I started growing it out to kind of see what would happen. And I was so self conscious at first, like, was terrified to send, you know, pussy pictures, whatever. Um, and but I started doing it. And my rate of subscribers just like skyrocketed, like, so many people were joining my page because I wasn't shaving and it was really this like whole niche I had no idea existed. Um, and so like, <laughs> I can't sit here and claim that like I stopped shaving to like make a point about the patriarchy or anything like that. I literally stopped because I was like, holy shit, I'm making so much money doing this. This is crazy. Like, and at the same time, I'm not like, I'm just like existing with this body that I have and it's growing hair and, and everyone seems to like it and I'm, I'm fine with it. So this is cool. You know, I love that. That's so nice. Like, okay. There's a few things that kind of caught my attention here when you were sharing this story. So, and I think a lot of people can relate. I'm not saying everyone can relate, but I know myself included. We're scared of body hair. Mm -hmm. So scared. (laughs) so scared and I think we've been conditioned for so long in society like with society telling us like this is what the standard is this is what is beautiful this is what is sexy and it's crazy because like if you think back in like the 1970s everything was so free Mm -hmm. at that point that's when like you know people were growing their body hair they were parading that and that was never seen as a bad thing and people weren't batting an eye right but 
I know like that started to shift in say like the 1990s and going into 2000s and like just having hair to be more manicured. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's also with like technology too in terms of like oh, hair removal. Yeah. yeah. So like, and then we saw that hairlessness was like a big thing in terms of like what is considered as beautiful, what is considered as, as like sexual, I guess. Right. And I, and I, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I would say that probably with the rise of the internet and, and the popularity, like I think a lot of the pornographic imagery that was being shared, I'm, I'm guessing I wasn't, was I looking at porn in the late nineties? Probably, but um, <laughs> did I have AOL chat room? Yes. Um, but I think it was mostly like, you know, shaved, uh, hairless pussies that were circulating the internet, I'm guessing. Um, but yes, people are very afraid of it. And I've actually had a few subscribers um, initially were very um, uncomfortable with it. And then I actually ended up flipping them into being like really into it, which is hilarious. So um, one of my biggest, uh, my biggest supporters, like, I, we actually, I'm pretty sure, had an altercation about it in the beginning. He would try to he would try to pay me to shave, and I was like, "If you want to pay my months worth of income, I'll shave for you." But like otherwise, like this is my money maker. I'm not shaving for you. Um, and then it turned out by the like end of the month, he was just like obsessed with it, and now he like loves it. It's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. Like- I mean, <laughs> I love that you were able to like turn him around. And, I like, love converting <laughs> my fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that too, because like when you started to switch over, because you started hairless, what was the reaction to that? Because I know some people were definitely encouraging you to do that, but I'm sure not everyone was down for that. Yeah. Like, so I definitely didn't receive as much backlash. Um, on OnlyFans because you have to subscribe to my page to message me. And so the majority of people who were subscribing were actually into it. Um, I definitely received a lot more backlash with like my hairy armpits because of like TikTok and social media. It's just very readily available to just comment and be like, oh, that's disgusting. Um, So when I stopped shaving, I actually didn't... um, received that much backlash at all. Uh, and the, the people that I was dating, um, through it, like were actually very into it. And, and also people from the past, I remember being them being like, Oh, I wish you wouldn't shave. Like it's, it's nice to not shave. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's so nasty. Um, and then I was like, damn, they really had, they really had it right back then. I should have listened to them. (laughs) Well, how could you have known? I mean, like, when we're so brainwashed (laughs) to think one thing. I actually literally um, tried growing it out a few times just on accident. And I physically and no, mentally could not orgasm because when I would be rubbing my clit during like sex, I would just see the hair and I would be like turned off by it myself. Like that's how deeply internalized it was that I did not like it. 
Oh my um, God. That is some deep shit. Isn't that funny? I know. And now I'm just like, yeah, like, look at that hairy bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I enjoy yeah. it, but I've really done a full 180. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and we're going to go into like the, the sexualness um, around it too. And like how that, how you're being turned on by it now in a later conversation, but like, you also mentioned something I thought was interesting too in talking about admiring the girls that were able to do this so confidently. Yeah. Can you speak about that? I actually never really asked them about their own personal history with it, but um, I randomly stumbled upon a hairy group of um, content creators um, on an app uh, and they all did OnlyFans and they also didn't shave. And I think they invited me into their group because they saw that I had had a slight bush. Um, and I don't know what their history with it was at all, but I, but they just all were doing very well and were just like beautiful and super like confident. And I was just like, damn, that's really cool that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I think it's, it says a lot. You know, because I mean, what's not to love? It's something like hair is so natural. It's something that we grow. Yeah. You know, like it's interesting because like the whole hairlessness thing is like, well, when was the last time we all didn't have hair on our bodies? Exactly. Yeah. When once you <laughs> once you mentally realize where it's it stems, just from. bizarre to me that like people like look at that and think that's okay when that is a kind of like, well, I, I'm not going to say pedophilic, but like that's the first word that comes to it my is. mind. Yeah. No, it definitely stems from this, uh, this male obsession with young women, young girls, uh, you know, like appearing youthful or even childlike, which is just really disgusting. And um, now I try to challenge people who I meet who aren't into it, I try to like really, you know, dig into it with them. I'm like, what is it about, you know, they, they all think it's dirty. That's the first thing they say. It's, ew, it's dirty. Like it's not hygienic. And I'm like, "Mm, actually, you know, uh, we're, it's natural. It actually is hygienic. Um, and it's perfectly like safe and like normal to have the hair there. Like it's not dirty. (laughs) Yeah, that seems bizarre. Like, where do they even, like, think of that as being a dirty thing? Like, where did the dirty aspect come from? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm thinking of, like, maybe, like, dirty hippies is, like, maybe <laughs> where it's stemming from a little bit. Like, maybe hippies didn't shave, but they also didn't shower or something, and that got <laughs> got turned into it. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, a lot of people think that or they correlate um, hairiness with the hippie area, hippie era, mm-hmm. and also hippiness. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that has any relation to what hairiness stands for now, or is it just completely its own thing? Um, I think, I think that it's becoming its own thing for sure. But I do see a direct. I do see that everyone who is hairy and our content creators, I do feel like we all have kind of similar vibes. Um, 
we're definitely more, I noticed that people who are hairy are more body positive, um, are kind of like more inclusive, uh, all around and just like, I don't want to say hippie, but cause I think it's changing, but I do think it probably stemmed from that. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be my guess, but now it's becoming popular. Like the last person I told that I didn't shave, they were like, Oh, that's such a thing now. It's like becoming a trend now. And I was like, is it a trend to not, to just have, be normal? <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm glad that it's becoming more socially acceptable. Um, at the same time, like with any trend or with any body um, expectations, like I don't want to see it turn into like the new standard. Like I just hate the standard in general. If there's any kind of standard, like, Everyone should just be able to do what feels right for them. But it is, I've heard it becoming popular again. Yeah, definitely. I've also heard the same thing too. That was just like, oh my God, I need to do an episode on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something that's new to me. So mm-hmm. this is why you're on the show. But um, when, it ter- when it comes to hairy content, is and when we refer to hairiness, are we just referring to body hair or are we specifically and like with your content is that specifically involving your vagina or other body parts um I think that there's a lot of niches within the hairy niche um like hairy armpits is a big one of course like hairy pussy and then hairy ass is another one um hairy legs I see it all I see a lot of people that just like fully don't shave Um, I'd say I'm one of the more like um, shaved ones of the group. I'm kind of more of the, I I shave my legs, but I don't shave. And I sometimes shave my butt, uh, my, my butt crack to be specific, to be really cute about (laughs) it. Um, And then, uh, and then I don't shave my vagina, but I do shave my bikini line but it's always changing. Um, I forgot what we were talking. I forgot what the question was. No, no, you're doing great. This, like we're talking about like the different genres oh, yeah. in the hairy community and like what those are. So right. I guess there's different levels. Or different yeah. I think that everyone in it is kind of just doing what they're comfortable with. Um, I, you know, I've been told by men that, if I'm so confident, why do I shave my legs and not my vagina or not my vulva? Um, sorry, I keep saying vagina instead of vulva, which is one of my pet peeves. Um, but sorry, I also said that too, so thank you for the correction. I also th- mentioned that earlier, but thank you for the yeah, correction. Yeah, no, vaginas are inside, vulvas outside. I keep trying yeah. to remember this. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they and I'm like, you know what? I'm allowed to shave my legs if I want to. It, it's not because of you. It's not to, to suit you or to appeal to you. It's just something that I personally like. Um, and that's totally acceptable to do that. Um, so I think everyone's just doing what they're comfortable with right now. Um, we might have to do a follow-up episode because this will be the first summer that I will have a very full bush and bikini season um, is around the corner. And I'm like kind of challenging myself. I'm like, am I going to be rocking 
a full bush hanging out of my like g-string bikinis is that like (laughs) am I ready for that or am I too shy like I don't know yeah no we'll need an update for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely question for you because you were saying like some people are commenting on like oh well you know in terms of like policing your hairiness is that policing coming from your customers and your clients or is that policing coming from within the community it's always from the fans and the 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 men um i've never been policed by a content creator or a woman um it's it's usually specifically men on social media or like subscribers uh, yes yeah. <laughs> i felt like i knew the answer to that question but i was like Maybe. Uh, yeah no <laughs> nope Everyone, everyone who I work with, they all get it. No one has ever been like, why don't, why don't you stop shaving or why don't you shave your legs? Um, None of us give a fuck. It's just them trying to be right about something. They're like, oh, well, let me prove you wrong, you big liberal. Like, if you don't shave this, you got to stop. You have to stop shaving everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. I mean, I am sorry. There are men that listen to the show too. I know not all of you are bad, but there are a lot of bad ones out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least, yeah, I feel like if they listen to this, they have to be somewhat good, hopefully. So I would say generally speaking, the listener, the men, male listeners or those who identify as men on Mm -hmm. the listener base of my, of my show, they're generally pretty progressive. So (laughs) shout out. We love to see it. Yes. And speaking of things that we love, I know um, we were talking about anal earlier off the camera. So you got a big smile here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Yeah. (laughs) I do know that you specialize in anal content as well. Like, did you want to speak a little bit about that? Sure. Um, That is also something that I discovered about myself uh, when the pandemic hit and I started my OnlyFans. Um, uh, Being a content creator has really like made me just like hyper aware of my body and what I'm into and what I'm not into. Um, But as far as anal, I was definitely one of those people that was terrified of anything going in my butt. Like I've I've tried it in the past and it never went well. And of course I did it with people that were not experienced and I also didn't try by myself. So, um, but then, uh, one day, um, I'm trying to decide how embarrassing this is going to be to record this. Um, (laughs) if I just want to leave this part out, um, for some reason, uh, when I was pregnant, uh, with my second kid, this is, God, there's so many of my listeners or my fans are going to be listening to this and be like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was pregnant with my second kid, I just started, like, dying to have anal for some reason. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like there's a scientific reason behind it, but I haven't figured it out yet. Those hormones. It, it's either that or I, I swear to God, like the way the baby was positioned, it was like hitting my ass or something. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I was just like, I need anal sex. Um, 
she's gonna listen to this one day and be like I cannot believe you said that um but yeah so it's just like I have to get fucked in the ass something is going on here um and so I tried it and for some reason all of a sudden it was like great and easy and when you're mentally there and like wanting it it makes it a lot easier to like relax um so I really leaned into that uh, when I started OnlyFans, and um, that also was a niche that was making more money. And so I was like, "Well, if I can, you know, if I can capitalize on that, and I like it so much, like I'm definitely gonna do more of it." So yeah, I started just buying bigger toys and. Um, making more anal content and I ended up actually being pretty good at fitting larger objects inside of me. So <laughs> yeah. That's a talent. I know. I was like, wow, I have this talent I never knew I had. Um and so yeah, that became a thing where um I met this other girl. Um can I, I can shout her out I think and it oh, would absolutely. be okay. Um if you guys want to check her out, it's a uh, freak slut sage is her only fans. Um, but I found her and she also was an anal content creator and she took a lot of big toys. She collected like bad dragon dildos, which are like big fantasy um, dildos. And so she inspired me and kind of gave me some pointers and I just started like exploring it by myself and, uh, yeah, I I got pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows, I mean, like if that's some of your top selling content on there, in addition to like your hairy content, that you've really hit a gold mine there. Because like, I always say like with OnlyFans or whatever it is that you do, it's always great to find that niche. Yeah. Finding a niche in general is, is awesome if you're competing with tons of other content creators and then a niche within that niche is like great. So um, I'm definitely comfortable in the hairy anal niche. Um, I think my biggest complaint from my uh, subscribers is that I don't have a hairy asshole, um, which they really want to see. And that's something I haven't felt super confident about. Um, But I am currently growing it out. So we'll see how it goes. Um, They'll be excited to know. Yeah, another update from you. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're during bikini season and also hairy asshole. Right. I'll send pics in a few months now. Yes. <laughs> um, we, we expect some progress shots. Yes. That's what you get if you subscribe to her Patreon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so good. I mean, like, with anal content, when you first started venturing into that, were you just doing that solo or was that like boy girl content or like with other yeah, creators? It was always solo. And when people ask me for advice on how to get into anal, because I've somehow become this like anal guru that people, I'm not actually, but people think I am. And they're always like asking me for anal advice. And I'm always like, do it by yourself first. Like, always do it by yourself. Um, I think unless you're like extremely comfortable with that person, like if they're your stepbrother or something, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you just have to be in the mindset of like, 
I don't know. When I would try it with someone else, I'd be like, oh my God, don't shit on their dick. Just don't shit on their dick. Like, and and I couldn't relax because of it, you know? (laughs) So I think that, um, that doing it alone is awesome. And it really helped me, um, relax and kind of figure out like, uh, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, like, don't, you know, don't eat Taco Bell and then try to do anal in six hours. You know? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, like, while we're on the topic, like, do you have any tips for people like that um, are listening and that might want to try it or like whether it's with a partner or with a toy or. Yeah, I think good lube, of course. Um, I, um, I personally like, I have a few different lubes. I don't really like water-based lubricants. Um, but I know for some toys you have to use it. Um, uh, I cannot remember the name off the top of my head of the one I like the most, but, um, I'll find it and maybe you can post it or something, but a good lube, like being relaxed and always like, I suggest being in the mood, like, clit stimulation or, you know, G spot stimulation, anything that's like really going to get you like turned on. Um, I can never go straight into anal. Like I have to warm up by like getting wet and stuff and like actually being, you know, turned on first. Yeah, that, that definitely helps. Like I feel like, and whether or not you're doing anal or any kind of other sex or penetration, I just feel like you have to be yes. in the mood. Like you can't press a button. You're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to do that when I film sometimes. And I'm just like, why did I think that I could just immediately stick this nine inch dildo in my butt? Like I cannot do that. Um, it's funny. <laughs> like every video I film has like a four minute clip before that gets edited out of just me laying there, like rubbing my pussy and like, being like, all right, this is going to go well in just a minute. I'm almost there, you know? And then like, I just edit it out and I'm like, the video starts and I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But what, what people don't know. <laughs> yeah. There is a, maybe I should start including that because people, maybe I'm contributing to this idea that like anal is so easy or something, but um, yeah, there's a lot of work up you need to do first. There is a lot of work up. Or, I mean, like, with the other half of that video, you could sell that as another video. Yeah. <laughs> as well. And monetize on both. I don't think they'd be very into the face I make because I look very unamused. I'm just like, this is a this is work right now. <laughs> this is not, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, yeah, there is a little bit of work that goes into the preparation for anal. I mean, are there, I've spoken to some porn stars before that specialize in anal or really like to do anal scenes. Is there anything that you like, like to eat or avoid or like type of liquids that you like to consume? Um, so not to brag, but I have kind of a like naturally very clean asshole. Um, (laughs) I don't know what I do, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, I have never been someone that's like super into douching or anything beforehand. Um, This is getting really TMI, but uh, like, I just kind of just feel it out. Like, and I don't think everyone can do that, but I know that people will like eat a lot of fiber or they'll take fiber pills and that helps. Um, And mainly I just make sure I didn't like 
just poop right before anal because then that would be not a good combo. Um, (laughs) I just make sure to space it out, you know? Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Uh, I don't really have to do too much. Wow. Which is why I'm just, it's my natural God, God given gift. (laughs) (laughs) It's your God given talent to the world. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm just, just playing around. Uh, But yeah, it's different for everybody, but I seem to have a pretty easy time overall. Although recently I did accidentally poop on my floor. Oh shit! If we're really getting into it, I don't know. Nobody wants to hear this, probably. Um, But there are accidents, and that's why it's nice to be alone during them. Because you're like, oh, I did not know that was about to happen. (laughs) No shame, no shame in it. That's what. That's what you have to when you're doing anal with a person or by yourself. Like you should always have the expectation that there is going to be something on your dick when, if you have a dick, (laughs) if you have a dildo, whatever, (laughs) do not, I don't ever want to fucking hear somebody being like, Oh, she got shit on my dick when I put it in her asshole. It's like, dude, like, Oh my God. I don't know if I've ever heard someone say that, but if I did, I would slap them in the face. Um, (laughs) Anytime someone lets you into their butt, you should expect everything or anything to happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that, too, because you just never know, especially if you're just getting into this, mm-hmm. um, into anal, like, have some expectations there in terms of, like, things can get a little a little bit messy. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's another thing with mainstream porn, too, is, um, you know, you see these guys fucking these girls and they're they're clean and like nothing is on their dick and it's like so perfect and like that's another thing that's kind of a little unrealistic um that happens a lot in mainstream porn um so I haven't run into it personally like people that are grossed out but if but I'm sure it happens all the time yeah I mean I feel like people shouldn't be grossed out because I'm like sex is a natural thing anal sex is pretty natural too i mean it's a hole you could put stuff in it so um, god didn't god didn't mean for that for it to be like that no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i don't believe in god i should probably say that now before people are like why does she keep mentioning god um but yeah it's like where your poop comes out like people you know if you're putting it in that hole you're rolling the dice just my opinion i mean like <laughs> <laughs> This will be the last comment on anal, but I'll share, I'll share a story because you you ha- you shared a story too that was like maybe embarrassing for okay, you. But perfect. Since I'm the host, I will also share an yes. equally interesting or embarrassing story. But or it's not even a story; it's more just like a fact. So, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school all of my life. So. Again, like already, my view on the world is distorted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very distorted. So I was really nervous about having sex. And I was, it was more like a fear mongering thing. It was just like, okay, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. So I had this overarching fear like, oh my God, I'm going to have sex and I'm going to get pregnant. My parents are going to disown me and like, it's going to be bad. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, you know where to go. Anal queen over here. Secret anal queen. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, Paris knows where this is, this is going. So basically, because I'm so scared, I lost my virginity. The basically, I mean, I lost my anal virginity first before. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> my real virginity. That is amazing, first of all. Like, props to you. I cannot imagine having anal sex before pussy sex. <laughs> Yeah, I was like weird, weird backwards thinking, but like I was just so terrified of like having a baby or getting pregnant. And I was like, well, I guess anal sex is the safest thing for me to do. Honestly, <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty into like being a sex positive parent. And like now that you're bringing that up, I'm like, why don't we teach them to have anal to not get pregnant? That's a great idea. <laughs> why not an abstinence yeah like if all right if you're worried about getting pregnant just do anal (laughs) i'm gonna think about that gotta think about that and i mean like now that you brought it up we have a little bit of time to kind of go into sex positive parenting i know you want to really speak about this but we'll try to encompass as much as we can yeah, there's nothing that I can probably fit into 10 minutes about sex positive parenting. But um, I will tell you the story about how it started, um, which is uh, my orgasmic birth of my second child. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Orgasmic birth? Yeah, you've no. never heard of it? It's no. Very, very popular in the crunchy mom community. Um <laughs> crunchy mom as in like hippie mom uh so orga I'm a little rusty so I might be slightly wrong but orgasmic birth is like the idea that you masturbate while you're in labor and it actually helps open your cervix and it helps ease your contractions and um, relax everything and if you can have an orgasm that uh, is super helpful for getting the baby out because your your um, uterus is contracting, I think maybe that's not right, but your cervix is opening and super relaxed. And like, so the whole idea is like you can trick your brain into feeling pleasure instead of the painful contractions. I actually wrote an article about this um, for Salty Magazine. I'll, yeah. I'll have to send you the link. Um, but I, I write about how, so instead of it feeling like you're birthing a child, it feels like you have a giant, uh, I was going to say, like you have a giant penis inside of you. <laughs> it's like, um, it's literally, it changes your brain to be like, oh, I'm just getting fucked by a massive object right now um which is so weird to say um that's supposed to be funny but um, (laughs) that was supposed to be funny don't know if it came off as funny but anyways I was really passionate about it and trying to do that because my first labor was really painful and super super long it was 36 hours um and I was very uncomfortable in my body and um so for the second one, I was like, I want to do anything that will help this this baby come out. And um, so I went to my midwife. I decided to not do it in a hospital, but to have him at a birth center instead. Um, and I went to my midwife, who is a super awesome, just like 
badass person. Um, and I was like, girl, I'm bringing the Hitachi to the birth, just so you know. Like, I am bringing a vibrator. And she was like, she was like, fuck yeah, whatever you want to do. Like, she was like, I've seen it before. And I was like, yeah. So she had actually witnessed uh, women bringing them before. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, That makes me feel a little better. Um, And so... I didn't actually have a Hitachi. I had um, just like a smaller vibrator, but um, I brought it with me in my bag. And it was very funny because um, I, I was pregnant alone my whole pregnancy. And then I didn't have a birth partner or anything. Um, And my family, my sister was supposed to be there and she was going to meet me and I was going to have the baby with her. And Um, I ended up being in labor really suddenly. And so I had to call my best friend um, to come drive me to the birth center because I um, was like, I think the baby is coming now. Like, I don't think I'm having a long labor. And so she ended up rushing me to the birth center. And this poor girl, um, like this brought us so much closer, but she just like didn't have a choice but to witness this birth because it was so fast. <laughs> um, and so I got there and within, I got there and I was fully dilated, like ready to go, um, which was like very unusual. I was expecting like this very long labor. Um, so I got in the bathtub and it, I was doing the contractions. I was feeling it like it was not feeling good. And I was like, all right, Amber, can I have my vibrator? (laughs) It's just like so weird to ask. I was so embarrassed. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, whatever. If it helps, then I don't give a shit. Like, this is fucking painful. Um, So I did it and I started using it. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. Um, But I was like using it. And sure enough, like the contractions instead of hurting it just kind of like oddly like neutralized them like it wasn't hurting anymore Uh, it was kind of um just very intense but not painful and so I used it for a few minutes and a few contractions and then it started like really becoming so um so intense that I was like okay I've I've think that I can stop now, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to have an orgasm from this, but like it definitely helped with the pain part of it. And shortly after I stopped using it, I was fully, I was nine centimeters earlier. And then I, I think 10 is like fully dilated. And by the time I was done using it, I was fully dilated, ready to push. And it got me there like so fast. It was crazy. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And then the baby, he just like shot out. It was like so easy. It was crazy. Um, and cool. yeah, I did. I did a few like other tricks to like help trick my brain into into feeling you know not pain. But overall, like the whole orgasmic birth thing was a very. If anything, it was hilarious, and it makes a pretty funny story. But I also think it did help a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that the, I've never heard of that before, but now this is something I want to look into. So that sounds super cool. And I mean, anything to like cut down the pain 
Yeah, why not? There weren't any, um, they had nitrous, but it was like $200. So I was like, I'm not going to use the nitrous. Um, but they didn't have any other pain meds or anything. So I knew that like, if, if I didn't try this, like there was nothing else really. Um, and the funniest part is that all of my birth photos that my best friend took of me, like pulling the baby out and everything, there's just this girly ass pink vibrator sitting on the side of the bathtub. <laughs> that I have to like edit out of my Facebook photos it's so funny that's hilarious because people would probably be like what the hell is that doing yeah no no my kids my kids know how sexual I am they're just gonna be like god of course you brought your fucking vibrator to the birth mom you know like (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, we don't have enough time to go into that, but like, I, I really, I mean, I think it's great that you're being sex positive with your kids and so early too. I think that's really, really, really important. And I know looking at the notes that we had earlier, like speaking on like, reading them with like scientific terms rather than using like baby words to describe things just shows that, that, that you're treating them as an adult, you know, they're, you're taking them seriously And you're providing a safe space to discuss this stuff, which I think is really important. Yeah, thank you. Um, For sure. I think that being a sex positive parent looks a lot differently realistically than people originally think. Um, You know, it's not just penis and vagina sex is what sex positive parenting is. It's like using the right terms for the right body parts like that. There's so many little things you can start off with that... um, kind of build up to to other more like stereotypical sex situations but um yeah it's definitely something i'm super passionate about and i'll send you the articles that i've written um <laughs> about it uh if you want to read them i would absolutely love that because i mean if no one if it, no one knows or no one's aware i actually work on a team with sexual health educators and i'm their um operations specialist awesome yeah so I hear a lot of this stuff in terms of like you know talking to your kids early Mm -hmm. you know creating these conversations and like I think it's so admirable I think more parents need to do that so yeah yeah I I could talk about it for hours I'm like uh, I'm super annoying about it I'll I'll talk anyone's ear off about it (laughs) well that'll have to be another episode for sure but (laughs) yes I would love to (laughs) <laughs> Paris, there's a question that came in from, I guess, one of your fans that we have time for. So, um, hello, person. I won't shout out your username in case you want to be anonymous, but um, this person writes in, I'm very kink inexperienced. How do I go approach sex with someone who is more seasoned than I? Hmm, that's, I don't, that's a great question. I guess I'll give my personal opinion. Um, I would hope that people that are kink experienced would be open-minded enough to kind of like be conscious that other people aren't as experienced. Um, I'm not sure if they're willing to kind of like guide you through that, but um, I know everyone starts somewhere. So they probably would be a great person to, you know, help you get introduced to the whole kink world with, um, so yeah, I can, I can imagine that that would be a good idea. But what what ex, 
what specifically did they say how to get introduced into it or what did they say yeah that was just all they wrote they they just said i'm very kink inexperienced how do i go approach sex with someone who is more seasoned than i right yeah i mean i would just be really honest about it um and just say you know i'm not that experienced or like i'm not experienced with this kink or i'm interested in this one um I'm sh- I know that there's like a lot of kink community like s- groups and stuff online. Um, I'm not in any personally, but I know that like there are Instagram pages you can follow and things that give you tips and resources that you need. Um, I personally don't even <laughs> I don't even consider myself a kinky person. Um, I think that I'm pretty vanilla um, compared to other people that I know, but. Uh, so I feel like I'm not qualified to to say but yeah I think that that would be a good place to start oh yeah definitely and your your personal experience is totally valid Paris like completely valid (laughs) um yeah I'm just it's just one person's opinion but that's what I would guess um you should do just yeah be be honest and be confident about um not being experienced you know like just like own it and just you know, like if someone's going to shame you for that, then they're not worth talking to anyways. So. Oh yeah. 100%. Like just to add on to what Paris is saying, I would also, yeah. Communication is key. Uh, There's no shame in saying that, Oh, you know, like I haven't tried this before. I'm not as experienced. Like at least you have it in the forefront and you're managing those kind of expectations. Or like, if you're really nervous, go seek out a king friendly provider. Mm -hmm. Like, that way you're helping um, your fellow sex worker, but also they'd be able to give you and walk you through whatever your kink is and also give you the proper aftercare that is needed for, I'm not sure what kink you're into, but um, just giving you the full package. And because they are professionals, you will have a, maybe a better experience yeah. than a person who's not into the community. Yes. So. I always love referring people to um, sex workers for, you know, things like this. It's like, totally like, (laughs) they're great. You should try them. (laughs) Definitely try them. Give them a try. There's a lot of us out there. So yeah, just be specific and just adhere to whatever their boundaries are and whatever they're asking for when you're, they're asking for screening. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) don't be a dick and, uh, yeah, have fun. (laughs) But Paris, that's all we have time for today. But before I let you go, where can we find you? You can find me on OnlyFans at Paris Bush. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and um, Fansly and many vids. I recommend going to my Twitter to to see all of my links. Um, My Twitter is the666milf. or you can search Paris Bush. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can see my beacons link there and it'll send you to all my pages. All my um, videos are there. So yeah. Um, and my Instagram is real Paris Bush. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, talking with me too and letting me talk about anal for an hour. I love talking about anal. <laughs> 
No, it was excellent. And like, I, I mean, I wish we could extend the conversation, but I'll, I'll probably have to invite you back for another episode. But stay put while I tell everyone bye. So uh, everyone else listening, <laughs> it's Strip by Sia on all podcast platforms. I'd love and appreciate if you can rate me five stars if you like it, write me a review. That just helps with visibility and just gets more people to find the show. Um, my Patreon is Strip by Sia. Give that a peep as well. Uh, my Instagram is Instagram and Twitter is Strip by Sia and my personal is Sia Steph and it's new episodes every single Sunday so stay tuned for the next one thank you so much Paris thank you bye everybody bye you're listening to Stripped by Sia hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia Music by Ted D. Graphic design by Maria Bellandarama. And photography by Ian Gavrin.